Today in the Join the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 5. Now, chapter 5 is really a description of how not anyone in Jerusalem is upright. And it goes through and it explains their actions and their backslidings and how they've forsaken the Lord. And like it says in verse 11, that the house of Israel and the house of Judah have been utterly unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. And it talks about the prophets lying, essentially calling them false prophets and their words being like the wind. And then it says in verse 14, therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says, because the people have spoken these words and he's speaking to Jeremiah, I will make my words in your mouth a fire and these people, the wood that it consumes. Therefore, he will speak through Jeremiah what will happen to these people who are continually unfaithful to him. And if we pick up in verse 18, the Lord does give some hope because he had said he's going to destroy this town. The Babylonians are coming, like it says from the north. But in 18, it says, Yet even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. And when the people ask, Why has the Lord our God done all this to us? You will tell them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. So basically, you wanted so badly to worship foreign gods. Let's send you there to this foreign land and let you see how much you really like it. So he tells them, Hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Should you not fear me? declares the Lord. I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. So he's declaring who he is and what he's done and the fact that these people continue to be unfaithful to him. Chapter 6 is a discussion of Jerusalem being under siege again by the Babylonians. And in its entirety, it just goes through and explains what is going to be happening in Jerusalem and the destruction that's coming. And then I want to pick up in chapter 7, and it's talking about false religion and it being worthless. So it says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim the message. So this is like a warning, an oracle that Jeremiah is delivering to the people. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Now, this is referring to babbling to these false prophets just making up more and more words so that they can sound more powerful. And so it says, don't trust in them repeating themselves. If you really change your ways, though, and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the alien, the fatherless or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then 
I will let you live in this place in the land I gave your forefathers forever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Now picking up in verse 9, it's kind of a calling out to say you're basically going against more than half of the Ten Commandments and all of the things that you're doing. It says, will you steal, murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say, we are safe, safe to do all these detestable things? Basically, as long as I come and do my my service or go through the motions, then I'm allowed to act however I want the rest of the week. And so it says in verse 11, Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. Now Jesus quotes the scripture in the book of Matthew. We can pick up in chapter 21, verse 12. This is when Jesus is at the temple. It says Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned tables of money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Basically, this is the house of God, and it's become a marketplace. So then Jesus quotes this scripture in verse 13. It says, It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. And so this scripture is fulfilled about 600 years later. So back in the book of Jeremiah, picking up in chapter 7 verse 12. It says, Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. Now, this is the tabernacle that was set up in Shiloh after they conquered Canaan, is what he's referring to. So it says, See what I did to it because of the wickedness of the people Israel. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your fathers. He goes on to say, I will thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your brothers, the people of Ephraim. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, the women knead the dough and make cakes of bread for the queen of heaven. Now this is, of course, talking about the Babylonian fertility goddess that they call Ishtar. And we discussed Ishtar a little bit in our discussion of resurrection. So here they are making bread offerings for her. It says they pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on trees and the fields and the fruit of the ground. It will burn and not be quenched. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Go ahead, add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices, and eat the meat yourselves. 
For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways I command you, that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backward, not forward. From the time your forefathers left Egypt until now, day after day, again and again, I sent you my servants, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and did more evil than their forefathers. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore say to them, This is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord its God or responded to correction. Truth has perished. It has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up a lament on the barren heights, for the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. Then if we pick up in verse 30, it discusses the Valley of Slaughter, which is a new name. It says, The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declares the Lord. They have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name, and they've defiled it. He's talking about his temple, where they worship other gods. It says they have built high places in Topeth, in the valley of Ben-Hanam, to burn their sons and daughters in the fire. Something I did not command, nor did it enter my mind. And of course, this is the pagan practice of offering your sons and daughters blood to their gods. It says, Beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it Topeth or the Valley of Ben-Hanam, but the Valley of Slaughter, for they will bury the dead in Topeth until there is no more room. Then the carcasses of this people will become food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. There will be no one to frighten them away. I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of the bride and bridegroom and the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, for the land will become desolate. So these chapters, and really most of the beginning of this entire book that we've gone through so far, has been a declaration of the truths of what is going on with these people and their rejection of the Lord and they're walking in rebellion to the word that he's given them, to the point that they're even offering their sons and daughters as sacrifices to pagan gods. So that ends chapter 7. We'll pick up next time in chapter 8.